present I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel games. At the piano is Colin Sell and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton. Hello and welcome to I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue. You join us this week in Wolverhampton, a historic city with much to be commended. During the 15th century, the town prospered thanks to the wool trade, which was controlled by the Leveson family, who owned much of Wolverhampton. Their long-standing interest in sheep is evidenced by place names such as Mutton Street, Woolen Alley and Handwash Only Lane. Where stands a fine statue of the handsome Merino sheep with old Jeremiah Levison firmly mounted on a plinth. <laughs> the first ever commercial flights from British soil began here in 1862 when Henry Coxwell began his hot air balloon service to London. In addition, Coxwell flew charter passengers to Holland, Ireland, Spain, Norway and Canada before realising that the wind direction kept changing. (laughs) The town became well known for the fine houses built by its merchants. One of these, Molyneux Grange, was the original headquarters of Wolverhampton Wanderers Football Club and became the subject of national interest in 1889 when thieves broke into the trophy room and made off with the carpet. Let's meet the teams. They're four comedians who just love entertaining people. Who knows, one day they might meet some entertaining people. (laughs) On my left, Barry Cryer and Graham Garden. And on my right, Tim Brooke Taylor and Tony Hawks. And all dressed up and ready to score on the desk right next to me, please welcome the delightful Samantha. Okay, let's start the fun (laughs) with a regular favourite called New Definitions. Let's hear some new definitions of existing words that you may have noticed recently. Barry, will you start, please? A strange resonance with your opening humph. uh, Fondue, an affectionate sheep. (laughs) Tony? Colloquial Welsh. Um, To triumph. To audition the chairman of I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue. <laughs> Crawler. <laughs> Tony Hawks. <laughs> Great. Uh, wisteria, laughing till you wet yourself. <laughs> Tim. Liability, Geoffrey Archer's greatest asset. Thunderhead, it's uh, what a sculptor says when he's finished the top part of a bust. (laughs) Cenotaph, a Welsh laxative. (laughs) Chagran, a brief. I don't think I'll go on with that. 
Coco Bean, an ex clown. <laughs> Trampoline, cleansing fluid for tramps. <laughs> Mastiff, a row during a church service. Willy Nilly cycling accident. <laughs> Diarrhea, an unattractive bottom. <laughs> Hobnob cooking accident. <laughs> Celibate, a virgin fish. <laughs> See also, poor soul. Unction, no F in use. <laughs> Pile driver, suppository. <laughs> okay, well, the teams are going to sing for us now in a round oh. called One Song to the Tune of Another. We'll start with you, Barry. Would you please sing the words of I'm 16 going on 17 from The Sound of Music to the tune of The House of the Rising Sun? <laughs> I'm 16 going on 17 I know Tim, now, would you please sing the words of Day Trip to Bangor to the tune of Smoke Gets in Your Eyes? Didn't we have a lovely time the day we went to Bangor? A beautiful day, we had lunch on the way and all for under a pound. You know that on the way back I cuddled with Jack And we opened a bottle of cider Singing a few of our favourite songs As the wheels went round Do you recall the thrill of it all As we walked along the seafront Then on the sand We heard a brass band That played the tiddly pontoon <laughs> Elsie and me had one cup of tea Then we took a patello boat out Splashing away And we sailed around the bay As the wheels went wrong 
<laughs> Tony, your turn. Would you please sing the words of Who's Afraid of the Big Bad Wolf to the tune of the Carpenter's Lovely, They Long to Be Close to You? Who's afraid of the big bad wolf? Big bad wolf. Big bad wolf. Who's afraid of the big bad wolf? Tra-la-la <laughs> Long ago there were three pigs Little handsome piggy wigs For the big, bad, very bad, very bad wolf They didn't give three figs Number one was very gay And he built his house with hay Number two was very fond of jigs So he built a house with twigs Hey, diddle, diddle, he played on his fiddle and danced with lady pigs. Hey, diddle, diddle, he played on his fiddle and danced with lady pigs. And finally, Graham, would you sing the words of Lady Marmalade to the tune of the Toreador song? <laughs> Sister go, sister soul, sister go, sister hey, sister go, sister soul, sister go, sister. He met Mama La down in old New Orleans, strutting her stuff on the street. She said, Hello, hey Joe, wanna give it a go? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Itchy, itchy, ya ya da da. Right, the teams are going to display their acting skills for us now. But I have to warn the others that Graham Garden might be at something of an advantage in this round. He's recently been starring in Peak Practice, playing the role of a slightly doddery, prematurely ageing doctor. I couldn't have stretched his range much. <laughs> but there was one specially interesting scene where Graham examined an attractive young woman wearing only lacy underwear and stockings. Sadly, this was cut, and in the final version, we see Graham wearing a white coat instead. <laughs> the round is called Clanger Theatre. Clangers were the product of an age when children's programming was a much simpler and more wholesome treat than today, with shows featuring characters like Skippy, a cuddly kangaroo, Flipper, a lovable dolphin, and Tarzan, a half-naked muscular man who lived in a tree with a small boy and a monkey. <laughs> I've had some classic excerpts from stage and screen transcribed for the teams to reenact. The first scene is from Private Lives and will feature Barry as Elliot and Graham as a clanger playing the part of Amanda. <laughs> Amanda, what are you doing here? <laughs> On your honeymoon. 
How very interesting. So am I. She's fair, very pretty, plays the piano beautifully. How's yours? Well, it doesn't matter. He'll probably come popping out in a minute and I shall see for myself. I've known her for about four months. We met in a house party in Norfolk. Yes, it is very flat. <laughs> Speaking of flat, that piano has a remarkably small repertoire. Yes, it is strange. How potent it is. Cheap music, you just said so yourself. had such a sweet voice, Amanda. <laughs> yes, yes, all right, we've all heard it. <laughs> You're looking very lovely in this damned moonlight, Amanda. Your skin is clear and cool and your eyes are shining. And you're growing lovelier and lovelier every second as I look at you. You don't hold any mystery for me, darling. Do you mind? There isn't a particle of you that I don't know, remember and want. Don't cry, Amanda. Oh, my God. Waiter, I'll have what she's having. OK, your turn now, Tim and Tony. You'll be performing a scene from The Graduate featuring Tony as Dustin Hoffman and Tim as the clanger playing the part of Anne Bancroft. Well, look, Mrs. Robinson, I, I, I drove you home. I was glad to do it. I have some things on my mind. Can, can you understand that? You're an alcoholic? Look, I, I think I should be going. Mrs. Robinson, if you don't mind me saying so, this conversation is getting a little strange. Now, I, I'm sure that Mr. Robinson will be here any minute now. What are you doing? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, no, Mrs. Robinson. No, no. <laughs> Mrs. Robinson, are you trying to seduce me? <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> Sorry, crying. <laughs> but you can't lock me in the bathroom. Okay, so you can't. Are you sure your husband won't be back home for hours? <laughs> Sorry, Mrs. Robinson, a bit nervous. Well, we, we come now to our handy hint spot when the teams attempt to answer household problems submitted by our listeners. But first, we have to make a few corrections and clarifications to the answers supplied in the last edition of Handy Hints. 
When we said that a pair of sugar tongs may be used to pull fur balls from a cat, we should have pointed out that these are in the cat's throat. It's the problem of husband's wrinkly socks that's easily cured with a steamer. <laughs> OK, teams, here are the week's questions, to each of which there is a genuine homespun solution, which I'll give you. Barry, you can start. How might I make my own facial scrub? <laughs> Stick your head out the window while overtaking a gritting lorry. <laughs> Well, the real answer is two tablespoons of honey, four tablespoons of cornmeal, and a tablespoon of ground almonds. And Go then on. what? <laughs> then stick your head out of a window. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, here's one for you. Oh. What's a good way to avoid crying when cutting an onion? Don't do it immediately after your ponies just died. <laughs> The genuine answer is either place a small piece of bread under your top lip or plug in a portable fan and turn it on high. It'll help blow the fumes from your eyes. Good gracious. Tim, one for you. What's a good way of deterring weevils from getting at your flower? Get yourself some brass monkeys, then you'll hear no weevils, see no weevils. <laughs> That's probably another, the right answer, isn't it? Yeah, another well, good way is uh, if you put the flower at the back of your cupboard so it's not approachable from mm. that direction, yeah. Yeah. you yep. get two egg boxes, yeah. sellotape them together, you get the picture, yep. making a barrier mm. in front mm. of the flower. Yeah. Then you sprinkle salt in front, on the floor of the cupboard or wherever ah. it is, ah. which is in itself a weevil deterrent. Mm. Yeah. Then even better if you grease the egg boxes. Yes, yeah. Any weevils get on the boxes, they slide and fall off. Because that would be the lesser of two weevils. Yes, indeed. <laughs> it's a handy little tip, yes, this, I you. promise you. Thank you. Two egg boxes. I'm not going to give the genuine answer to that. There isn't time. Right. <laughs> what is it? Oh, you'd like to know, would you? Yeah. You put a bay leaf in the packet. <laughs> is that all? We had the bay leaves in last week. <laughs> Cost a packet. <laughs> Graham, how can you prevent a dog stealing food from kitchen surfaces? Well, obviously, if you've got a fridge, put the dog in that. <laughs> or if it's a small dog, an egg box would be handy. <laughs> you know what the genuine answer is? No. Make a booby trap by tying a chicken carcass to a string of tin cans. The shock of the noise will soon teach itself restraint. <laughs> That's a cure for something entirely different, as I remember. <laughs> Harry, how would you stop a small dog from yapping? <laughs> I've, I've never seen a small dog from yapping. <laughs> Is this Essex? <laughs> what have you seen? <laughs> Fat lady from Barking. 
Well, I'll tell you, the answer is hold it up at arm's length and squirt water in its face. Oh. Tony, what's the best way to wash teddy bears? At a time when there's no one else around who might tell people that you've been washing teddy bears. <laughs> You're supposed to do it with carpet shampoo. And remember to fluff them up afterwards. <laughs> Tim, how can you ensure your pet tarantula will be easy to handle? Fitted with handles. <laughs> the answer is pop the spider in the fridge. <laughs> no, if the dog's in there, it's all After a few minutes, its metabolism will begin to slow down. <laughs> Graham, what's a good way to keep buttons from dropping off? Well, a banjo duet by the Ugly Sisters usually does that trick. <laughs> The answer is dab a drop of clear nail polish onto the thread and this will harden and make it more difficult for the thread to break off. <sighs> Get away. Oh. <laughs> Any buttons that do drop off can be caught in your handy egg box. <laughs> Barry, what's a humane way to catch a mouse? Who's throwing mice? <laughs> Mind you, it'd be safe if you were holding an egg box. <laughs> the answer is that you use a large jar and fill the bottom with broken chocolate. <laughs> Did you write this, Barry? No, I didn't. No, use but... a large jar and fill the bottom with broken chocolate. Broken <laughs> <laughs> what? Don't believe it. Barry didn't write it. You're laughing. You're trying again. <laughs> Use a large jar and fill the bottom with broken chocolate biscuits. Lean a ramp against the jar. <laughs> Says the mouse will be able to climb in, but won't be able to... <laughs> why, won't, why won't you be able to get out? Mm. Says won't be able to get out. We'll oh, be I fat, they eating all the chocolate biscuits. <laughs> I'm getting Not sick if the weevils get them first. <laughs> Tony, now, what can you do if a male goldfish refuses to mate? Wear sexier underwear. <laughs> I have to tell you, that's the closest anybody's been to a correct answer. Ah, excellent. Because you make him jealous. <laughs> How? Make an imitation fish out of paper and wriggle it. <laughs> and wiggle it? Listen. It never does. Does it smell Yeah, you make an imitation fish, fish out of paper and wriggle it in the tank for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Again, make sure nobody else is watching. <laughs> I Tim, how can you stop cave. a dog from digging holes in the garden? Hide its shovel. <laughs> <laughs> that would work. I bet there isn't a better answer than that. that would there work. is, there is. It's throw a sock full of pebbles. Great. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you catch a dog. <laughs> throw a sock full of pebbles from an upstairs window so it lands near the dog. It will associate the unwelcome shock with digging and soon give up. <laughs> Or a shorter version of that, drop the sock full of pebbles on the dog. <laughs> Graham, how do I go about catching a lot of fleas in one go? <laughs> <laughs> how could I go about catching a lot of fleas in one go? I know this one. You, you lower yourself very gently, feet first, into a bath full of fleas. 
And you catch millions. <laughs> Actually, this is a rather more roundabout way of doing it. You... Fi- you fi- Fill a hot water bottle with... <laughs> with fleas. <laughs> no, with anti-fleas. <laughs> no, you fill a hot water bottle with hot, hot water. You no. fill a hot water bottle with hot water, cover it with a double-sided sticky tape, then drag the... This is stupid. <laughs> Cover it with double-sided sticky tape and then drag the bottle around the affected area. <laughs> affected area. The fleas will jump onto the bottle and get stuck to the tape. Well, I notice it's very nearly the end of the show, but there's just time to squeeze in a round of Golfers Film Club. Samantha tells me she has to nip out to the local golf course where she's caddying for a nice old gentleman. She's learned all about the different types of club and she says if he gets stuck in an awkward lay, she'll pull out his wood and nibble it. (laughs) So, teams, I'd like you to suggest some film titles likely to prove popular with an audience of golfers. Graham, will you start, please? Harry Potter. This is a film all about a very bad par three, seven. (laughs) This is coming out next year, Easy Rider Cup. Fiddler in the Rough. (laughs) Ballasteros Galactica. (laughs) Good lie, Mr Chip. Bring me the wedge of Alfredo <laughs> Garcia. Twenty thousand leaves over the tea. <laughs> Julie St Andrews in the sound of Niblick. <laughs> the long good fairway. Bridget Jones's Niblick. Reservoir Niblicks. Gone with the Niblick. <laughs> Saturday night Niblick. <laughs> Who's afraid of Virginia Niblick? <laughs> the Niblicks are never <laughs> Hook back in Langer. Oh. The film about an even worse par three, ten. <laughs> the usual Niblicks. <laughs> <laughs> And so, ladies and gentlemen, as the frisky goose of time is formally reported by the angry waitress of destiny. (laughs) I notice it's the end of the show. So from the team, Samantha, myself and the good folk of Wolverhampton, it's goodbye. Barry Pryor, Graham Garden, Tim Brooke Taylor and Tony Hawkes have been given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton, with Colin Sell setting some of them to music. The programme consultant was Ian Pattinson and the producer was John Naismith. (laughs) 